welcome back for yet another edition of Above the Net. I'm your host, Lexi Ayala, alongside State Champs Volleyball Analyst, Vince Muscat. This program is presented by Lawrence Technological University. You can recruit yourself by going to ltuathletics.com. On the podcast version of Above the Net, State Champs' own Lauren Plant talked with DMC Sports Medicine physician on volleyball injuries and prevention. We'll give you a snippet of that conversation in a little bit. But first, let's recap the games state champs covered throughout the week. And we start with the Beast of the East tournament that was at Schoolcraft College. In the final, we had the defending Division I state champs, Bloomfield Hills Marion, taking on the defending Division II state champs in Grand Rapids Christian. Marion was on their game as they swept GR Christian in two sets. First of all, what a great tournament. A lot of top teams in the state, as we've talked about over the last couple weeks in highlighting the event. Grand Rapids Christian came out. It was, it was a back and forth battle. We knew that we had to defend Evie Dozma. She's a Miss Volleyball candidate. Going to Michigan State, and, and Marion did a great job of doing that. Marion's offense is fast. We kind of have a philosophy that the ball is faster than people, and so when we're in system, it, we're really hard to stop. And on that day, we, we were very hard to stop. For Marion, we always talk about our offensive firepower. And I think last week I highlighted a key, key part to, if we're gonna be successful, this is the player that I think could uh, carry us over the top. And Lauren Hemming was amazing. She played, she made me look like a genius <laughs> yeah. last week. She was just all over the back row digging balls her service eve was up probably a full 0.25 points and she she played amazing on the day next we go to the west side of the state as we had forest hills eastern going on the road to take on the cougars from grand rapids catholic central yeah forest hills eastern is led by senior outside hitter carly kennett she does a really nice job of controlling the ball offensively and then sophomore libero hope davies is another player to look out for when you watch those guys Grand Rapids Catholic Central is quietly, they're putting a really good season together. They've been in the top 10 from Mivka and Prep Dig over the course of the season. I think right now they're ranked number five in both of them. Catholic Central is led by libero Sierra Nasita and setter Kaylin Anschutz. Really does a nice job as a setter and, and is a big part of why this team is a top 10 team. And we had a first place battle in the Southeastern Conference. Ann Arbor Skyline was at home to take on the Celine Hornets. Celine had a really strong showing at the Beast of the East. They lost, I believe, in the first round against Forest Hills Northern, who had a great tournament there. They are led by outside hitter Anna Hesse and sophomore outside Catherine Flaherty. Uh, and their sophomore middle, we've talked about, we've highlighted her, Mallory Bull does a really nice job blocking and very formidable at the net. For Skyline, there's Harper Murray. She's one of the few players in the state that can just single-handedly take over a match. She's a scary player to play play against. And that's hard to do in volleyball. Oh, for sure, because it's such a team yeah. sport, but Harper can reel off five, six serves in a row, and all of a sudden your team's down five or six points. Senior right side, six foot four right side, Kari Baum can shut down team's top outside hitter. To have a big six four right side up against a 0-1 is, is a difference maker for the team. And then senior setter Lauren Lee, she handles the offense for Skyline. I think the big key for Skyline as we head into the state tournament is gonna be 
how is their ball control going to hold up? Are they going to be able to pass serve and get their hitters the ball, get Harper the ball in a, uh, an aggressive offense instead of just setting her out of system? So that's going to be a big key for them. This program is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Officials are in need and invite you to check out being an official. It's great part-time pay and you can stay in the game. Go to MHSAA.com for details. Help wanted, just whistle. What's up, Michigan? My name is Lauren Plant. I'm the executive producer along with the vice president of operations for State Champs Network, and it is my sincere pleasure to be with all of the Above the Net podcast fans. Injuries, specifically in volleyball, as we all know, is just part of the game. It's how you deal with them that literally could be a game changer. Joining me is Dr. Brandon Kakos. He is a Detroit Medical Center orthopedics and sports medicine physician and is board certified in pediatric sports medicine. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great all right. Before, before we get into our topic here, you grew up in the Metro Detroit area. You were a multi-sport athlete throughout your life. And maybe what impressed me the most is the fact that not everything you've accomplished in the medical field, which is a lot, but the fact that you have run three Boston marathons, that always blows me away. Yes, that was uh, a long time ago, but that was uh, <laughs> one of the best experiences uh, of my life. I'm, I'm sticking to 5Ks right now. I got okay. five little ones. At home, so five little ones training for a marathon. Sometimes that can complicate things, but 5Ks are a perfect race. But yeah, the Boston Marathon, that was yeah one of the, uh, the highlights of my life right there for sure. Absolutely. Quickly, what drew you to sports medicine as a profession? Yeah, I think because I grew up playing sports, literally three sports in high school, I knew I always wanted to do something that intertwined my love for sports uh, with my passion kind of for science and medicine. And so sports medicine just was a very natural fit for me. Um, and I always tell even the people that I train uh, under me, you always want to find, you know, the disease processes, the patients that you interact with on a daily basis that you can see them for 50, you know, 50 years, however long your career is going to be. And every day that I go to work, I know it's a cliche thing to say, but I, I truly enjoy it. Um, I enjoy interacting, getting to know all of our patients, getting them back to doing what they want to do, which is, uh, you know, my main goal. So it's, it's been very, very fulfilling so far. Absolutely. Hugely gratifying when someone, you know, uh, you see them from the beginning that maybe despair, you know, and, and maybe not sure what the injury is, how long they'll be out, whatever. And then obviously back to gameplay is uh, certainly euphoric. So what we're talking volleyball. What are some yep. of the common volleyball injuries that you see in your practice? Yeah, so in my practice, I think if we just kind of go down a little bit, ankles, we see sure. ankle sprains, um, some looseness in the ankle, we call it laxity, uh, the knee injuries, uh, ACL, which um, is the anterior cruciate ligament, is a very stabilize, important stabilize, stabilizing ligament for the knee, uh, patellar tendonitis, some issues with the kneecap as well, uh, with your low back, so back sprains, uh, strains, sorry, uh, back spasms, and even stress fractures. Um, finger, finger sprains, finger dislocations. But the overriding thing that's kind of interrelated between all of them is really overuse. And so overuse is when you kind of perform the same activity over and over again, and not really giving your body and your joints and your muscles and your ligaments uh, a chance to kind of rest and recover. That's what kind of predisposes you to getting injured. And so I always preach this a lot with uh, the patients I see on a daily basis, right? We want to make sure that we're increasing our, the intensity of our activity, how hard we're going, the duration, how long per day, and the frequency, how many times per week, at an appropriate level to allow your body to acclimate to that load. If you don't do that, that's what predisposes us to getting injured. And that's kind of an overriding thing. And even prior to the pandemic, we were seeing overuse injuries, 
But obviously, I think that accentuated it when there was interruptions in play. And we all wanted to get back to a, kind of our pre-pandemic level of activity. And so sometimes we just have to be very mindful not to do that too quickly, too fast to, to give ourselves the best chance to be injury free. Yeah, absolutely. And and volleyball, uh, they, their season will be entering into the postseason. It's already been a long grind. They, you know, they started in August. Uh, so these are the moments where, you know, you might see some, uh, you know, your body might break down a bit. Unfortunately, injuries do happen. Now, one of the things that I always love about doing high school sports, as we have for the last 20 years, we always are introducing ourselves to a new audience. And uh, there are new athletes that uh, maybe haven't been uh, at a, a level that has been this active. You know, maybe they were more of a, a recreational athlete or, or just something not as intense as maybe at the high school level. And injuries happen. And ACL injuries are something that uh, a lot of athletes have to deal with it. Uh, and I'm sure when it happens, they ask themselves right away, is this considered a season or even a career-ending injury? Absolutely. This, there's a lot of fear surrounding that, right? We hear a lot of... Uh... You know, most people generally hear about ACL injuries and a lot of our professional athletes and they see the recovery that they have to go through. And so that's why their initial reaction right after is, whoa, what just happened here? And, you know, what am I facing? And so the vast majority of ACL injuries will not be career ending, but can't really make a blanket statement with that outside of, you know, are there any other injuries outside of the ACL, right? The ACL is obviously one that we're focusing on, but you have the meniscus in your knee, cartilage, other ligaments, that'll determine your kind of treatment course and overall uh, recovery. So generally, because volleyball, the stress being placed on the knee, remember, it's a stabilizing ligament and the jumping, right. the cutting, uh, the serving, you really need a functioning ACL there to perform it at your peak. So generally, they do require, you know, probably a loss of the season, but they're not career ending. Um, but again, like I said, it has to be individualized. Not everyone's going to have just the same run of the mill ACL tear there and even where. And, and so that's why it's really important to, uh, to, to ensure that there's you know, no other compounding injuries. Absolutely. And one of the things that always, you know, fascinates me is that the, the statistics that show that women are at greater risk for ACL, ACL injuries than men. Uh, if you could explain that quickly. Yeah, there's a lot of active research poured into this. And it's been like, it's been 10, 15 years, a ton of studies looking into that very, because we know, yeah, sometimes up to two to four times more likely than, than men. And I think the answer is multifactorial, meaning it's not just one reason why. I think there's a lot of theories out there. A lot of them center around, you know, the anatomical differences, uh, our pelvis shape, uh, some strength differences, not necessarily strength differences between men and women, just individual within our muscle groups, our hamstring, our quads. Sometimes when women tend to be a little stronger in the quad than the hamstring, and that all shifts the forces being felt by the knee. So it goes back to that overuse that I was saying as well. Anytime there's a biomechanical change potentially to, or the force being felt by that knee, and if it's too quick, too sudden, it can lead to a tear. Now, there are also some theories about some hormonal differences leading to a little bit looser ligaments in females than, than, than males. And so that's why a prevention program, we're really trying to you know, get this before it, uh, it really manifests. And so it's really critical. There's some tests that we can do even in the office prior to even getting an injury or even something maybe an athletic trainer or, or a coach can, can look into and, and to really ensure that, that some of these young, uh, young female volleyball athletes are doing a prevention program to prevent this from happening. And there's a lot of technique, techniques and methods uh, that uh, you can do that sometimes don't require surgery for a knee injury. Absolutely, absolutely. The vast majority, I would say the vast majority of knee surgeries, knee uh, injuries do not require surgery. Uh, it's a very small subset um, that are gonna require surgery. So yeah, the, the great majority of patients that I see with knee injuries from volleyball are not going to end up needing surgery. All right, that's that's always good news. Uh, uh, 
we talked about overuse uh, and, yep. you know, a, a lot of people uh, tend to, uh, you know, play a, a variety of sports. So cross training uh, is something yes. that is prevalent. Uh, how does that play a role in reducing injuries? Because we're seeing more and more, even at the college level, uh, you know, coaches want their athletes to be multi-sport athletes. Exactly. And it goes right back to what we were saying before about overuse, right? Just because you're not playing volleyball every single day doesn't mean that you have to just sit at home and do nothing. That's where you can take advantage of recovery, rest, utilize some other muscle groups that you don't normally engage while you're playing volleyball, which will only make you a better athlete, will improve your anticipatory you know, ability to, to hit the ball, to improve your reflexes, your reaction time. Those are all things that on the surface, you may see, why am I doing this? I'm a volleyball athlete, but in reality, they're only gonna make you strong. And it's hard to implement, because sometimes, yeah, there are some people, you're only gonna get better if you continue to do this over and over and over again. And right. uh, yeah, I think finally starting to get this paradigm shift to say, you know what? We need to really focus on recovery. And that goes into uh, another area that I always try to preach. It's, that it gets overlooked. We all tend to know it. You know, the hydration, the nutrition, sleep, those are all things I always say, you know, sleep's a performance enhancing drug and we don't, all, we don't all take advantage of it. But those are all things that can really go a long way in reducing injury and cross training is, is definitely paramount. So I think we're finally starting to, to get that message out there, but the more we can do that, um, yeah, people need to realize there are so many other ways and other things that you can do that, that will only make you better at your sport. That's right. And that's what we're doing here, spreading the word. Uh, joining me uh, is Dr. Brandon Kankos. He is a Detroit Medical Center orthopedics and sports medicine physician. And I've got one more question for you. And when, in, when is an injury something that you can treat at home? When is it time to see you, a sports medicine or orthopedic specialist? How do they know? Yeah, that's a uh, so big thing. Not all aches and pains require, uh, you know, evaluation by a physician or, or a health professional. So I always tell people kind of the things that kind of pique my interest a little bit more. If you're having really a hard time walking, if there's progressive swelling, if there's any numbness or tingling or any temperature changes, obviously in the hand, the feet, um, or anything that's just not getting better with what I consider a more conservative treatment, that's when you need to get checked out. The sooner you identify the problem, the sooner we can individualize that treatment plan to get you back to playing. You know, no one likes going to the doctor. No one likes having to take time off from their sport. Um, but at the same time, quick identification leads to quicker recovery, quicker implementation of those treatment strategies that can get you back to playing. But at the same time, like I said, I think you can, there are certain things where you can just let things kind of unfold as long as those red flag signs aren't there. And, and then if it's not getting better, more than happy to see you. All right. I want to thank Dr. Brandon Kakos for joining us today on Above the Net. If you have a sports injury keeping you sidelined, call the orthopedic and sports medicine team at the Detroit Medical Center. You can call them by calling 1-888-300-DOCS. Super easy. 1-888-300-DOCS or 3627. And please check out all our terrific DMC Game Changers videos with Laura Ramos. Thank you. As we wrap up the show, let's take a look at our state champs super top 10 rankings. And we do have a new number one team in the state. We talked over the last couple of weeks how the tournament, the Beast of the East tournament would probably change some things in the rankings in our top 10. And Marion went through the tournament and played almost flawless, didn't drop a set. And that's why they moved up to number one. You've got Hudsonville at number two who had a win last week against Rockford beat them in four. You got Rockford who finished third at the Beast of the East, gave Marion their toughest match. I think they got in the 20s twice and really are a dangerous team going into the state tournament. Notre Dame Prep who had a loss, they lost to Mercy at the tournament. They dropped a four. 
You've got Skyline, who continues to play well. Grand Rapids Christian, who's going to be tough in Division II, who finished second at the Beast of the East. You've got Northville, Country Day, Forest Hills Northern, and then Mercy had a great tournament led by Campbell Flynn and Ella Craggs. They're freshman dynamic athletes, and they moved up to number 10. And they're new in these rankings, right? They are. Good for them. Well, that's all we have for you on this week's edition of Above the Net. We're going to be heading into the final week of the regular season, and then it's playoff time. For Vince Muscat, I'm Lexi Ayala. We'll see you later. State Champs Above the Net is presented by Lawrence Technological University. LTU offers two dozen varsity sports, including women's volleyball, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports. Visit ltuathletics.com and recruit yourself. Above the Net is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. The Michigan Army National Guard, proud sponsor of the MHSAA. Detroit Medical Center Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine. Do you have a sports injury or are you just looking to take your game to the next level? Go where the pros go. Visit dmc.org slash game changers.